Welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Joining me, as always, is Trevor Scott and Kerry Dempsey. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm just lovely. Just lovely. Excited for this one. Excited? Would be. Ooh. <laughs> All right. What are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Rogue Honey Kolsch I picked up from Total Wines. Kind of been on... On a little Kolsch vibe lately. Shout out to Germany. But yeah, it's pretty good. I'm drinking a Bush, Bush Light because I'm proud to be an American and <laughs> we can drink trash beer if we want to. All right. I'm, uh, I'm having a this Guinness. Is trash beer. Huh? I said that is trash yeah, beer. Yeah, it is a trash beer. Absolutely. I'm having a Guinness Extra not. Stout. Um, so I went, to, went up and visited my family at, uh, we have a summer home over in Tennessee, went up to visit them, and, you know, we had some fun. I, I ended up get, letting my parents buy me some beer, so it was nice. So that's what this is from. Uh, Zach, when were you in Tennessee? Like, right when you were. But I was on the what? other side of the state, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I was on the other side of the state. Yeah, I saw, I thought about driving over <laughs> to see you guys, but I was like, eh. That would have been crazy. <laughs> You just showed up. I would have started crying. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah, you spent time. some time in Nashville this week, didn't you? I did. Yeah, first time in Broadway. It was first time on a plane. Books. Broadway? First time on a plane too. Yeah, the the street in that downtown Nashville. Oh, okay. The only Broadway I know. I saw is the New stadium York, too. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw the Titan Stadium, Nissan Stadium. It's big, bigger than I thought. All right, so we're going to get right into NFL updates. Um, starting off, it was a pretty big story uh, right after our show last week, and that was Cole Beasley not too thrilled about the NFL vaccine guidelines. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read out his issues with it. Um, so on Twitter on June 17th, this is crazy. Did we vote on this? I stay in the hotel. We still have meetings. We will all be together. Vaccinated players can go out the hotel and bring COVID back into where I am. So what does it matter if I stay in the hotel now? 100% immune with the vaccination? No. The Players Association is a joke. Call it something different. It's not for the players. Everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID. Again, the odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that, and I'm here. (laughs) So what are we talking about? I understand completely why the NFL is doing this. It gives them back the freedom to make the most money as possible again and if everyone is vaccinated but will anyone fight for the players or not nah? that's all i don't know who i need to talk to but someone has to get it right that's why i'm on here hopefully the right people see it and at least think about how all this nfl pa st- stuff works it needs to be changed and then uh be followed it up on the 18th with uh basically a statement uh on his iphone a screenshot saying i'm gonna live my life regardless of what happens and he's uh said openly he will uh he will retire if need be so uh pretty pretty heated uh what do you have what do you, do you have anything to say about this trevor or? yeah uh first of all I, I don't really think he would retire i think he really believes in what he's saying but I, if it came to it i don't really think he would retire i mean Maybe he doesn't know a bunch about it, whatever the case may be. 
But also, that an- analogy he used was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's bad. <laughs> Once you heard that, I was like, come on, dude. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that's, I don't know. Bad analogy, cool. Yeah. If you're listening right. to this podcast. What about you, Carrie? Eh, who knows? <laughs> they could end up. It's a sticky situation. You can't really force them to, but they need to get the certain percentage to get back to normal. Um, and he's he's still a decent player, so I don't I don't think he'd retire. The worst the worst writer in the NFL, Mike Florio, thinks he might get released now, but I don't think there's any chance they release him. I, I think do you know how many Do you know how many years he still has on his contract? I think it's at least one, but I'm not sure exactly. Because he had a pretty good, pretty good yeah, year last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a pretty good year. Um, so <clears throat> Cole Beasley not being happy with the NFL vaccine guidelines. I mean, some of them are pretty weird. Um, I mean, the analogy was horrible, but the fact that the vaccinated players can leave and then come back, um, the way the the virus actually works is it can stay on surfaces. Even if you are vaccinated, uh, you can still transfer the virus. So it's yeah, a little bit curious. Huh? He made some sense there. I said, yeah, you can still carry it. So yeah, that, made so sense that, that, that part of it, I agree with the, again, like Trevor said, that analogy is horrible, <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, we also saw Sam Darnold a couple weeks ago coming out with the same kind of not really wanting to get vaccinated stance. Um, and as someone who just got my vaccine, uh, I mean, you know, I feel like people should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. Um, so, I mean, that's just my opinion, though. So, that's and it. More recently, you said Cole Beasley's going to clam up on the issue as he doesn't want to be a distraction. Who, Mike? Who said that? No, that's what Beasley said. Oh, okay. Fort yeah. Worth okay. Star Telegram. Okay. He sounded a little, a little clammy. So, yeah. Especially because he's a, he's a new guy in town, um, and he wants to kind of ingratiate himself before you know. He starts making big uh, statements. <laughs> All right. So, next up. Uh, we have Carl Nassib from Oakland. He becomes the first uh, active, openly gay NFL player. Um, a lot of people remember Michael Sand not too long ago. A pretty good player out of Mizzou. Uh, played pretty well in preseason, got cut. A lot of people perceived it was because of uh, him being an openly gay player. Um, so what, what do you have to say about it, Trevor? Um. Yeah, earlier when you were talking about the... Uh, our- the last thing we were talking about with Cole Beasley, you were like, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, Sam Darnold came out, and I was like, what? Yeah, Sam, no, but yeah, Carl Nassib, glad he's comfortable enough to come out. He must have accepting people around him, so good for him. Yeah, Kerry? Same thing, but his accountant's got to be happy, because number one selling jersey in the NFL right now. Really? He- I didn't know yeah, that. He, yeah, he just went from a backup. He shot up to one. Backup on a bad team to one of the most well-known players in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a time to come out as a celebrity, it's uh, Pride Month. It's twenty twenty-one, baby. <laughs> or yeah, Pride Month too. <laughs> but 
Should should be an interesting locker room. Richie Canito in there. Remember whole the dolphin thing a few years ago? <laughs> I don't remember. Why don't you tell us what happened, Kerry? I actually don't know what you're talking about. Oh, do you remember the Dolphins incident? No, I don't. Oh, when when Richie was back in the Dolphins, what was that? Maybe like 2012, something like that. He was known for bullying other offensive linemen, mm-hmm. especially Jonathan Martin, who was a teammate, and calling him like homophobic names, stuff like that. And Ikenito ended up getting suspended for it. Known as a bully and not the nicest guy around the locker room. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Richie Incognito has won like the personality award like 18 years running or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where they give that award out, but maybe at the. Yeah, I don't know about that. He yeah. gives it out to himself. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah I do Richie. remember him getting suspended. Yeah, Richie, uh, long pass of being kind of a dirty player and a. And all-around pretty bad guy so uh will be interesting to see what happens in that locker room um but uh beyond that we're going to go right into our last bit of news um starting off with uh, a lot of violence and uh some arrests in the nfl um we're going to start out with frank clark who was uh arrested in los angeles for allegedly having a submachine gun in his car <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was arrested Sunday. They saw the submachine gun. It was around uh, 9.20 p.m. at night. Uh, pretty crazy situation. He is a big uh, big piece of that uh, uh, Chiefs defense, especially because, you know, he continues to go offsides in big moments. So maybe good for the Chiefs? Question mark? He hasn't he lived without his contract at all. What did you say, Kerry? I didn't hear you. You buck up there. He, he hasn't lived out to his huge $105 million contract at all. No, he hasn't. Especially hasn't with this incident. It's kind of... His... His career in Kansas City has kind of taken a turn downhill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can bounce back from this and turn things around, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What about you, Trevor? Yeah, Frank. I mean... At least anything that works can happen. He wasn't using it. He wasn't shooting at something, somebody. But, yeah, hopefully he can bounce back from this. Could have been a lot worse. Hopefully he understands that and takes a lesson and moves on. Yeah. I mean, he's also had a couple incidents in the past. He's arrested for yeah. domestic violence in 2014. He's arrested mm-hmm. for felony home invasion charges in 2012. So... Oh, he's, he's I didn't know that before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ho- wait, home invasion? No, he, yeah, um, yeah. Supposedly, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he turns the group around. But uh, I mean, certainly a checkered pass, and it doesn't seem to be getting much better. But uh, you know, I hope he's able to turn it around. I don't like to see anyone mm-hmm. go downhill like that. So, uh, going into our next arrest out of Arizona. Uh, First-round pick, Zayvon Collins, was arrested Sunday night for driving recklessly. Um, He's a first-round pick by the Cardinals and was pulled over for driving 76 and a 35. (laughs) (laughs) 41 miles per hour over the speed limit. 
Um, so hey, at least worth hundred. Uh, yeah, I mean, true. But uh, I mean, for a rookie who's, I mean, obviously a first round pick, he'll probably make the roster. But for a rookie who, you know, that car could go fast too. <laughs> what kind of car, car was, was it? In. I don't know. Rookie first round pick. You know, he he probably spoiled himself. Got something yeah. that could go fast. Yeah. I wonder, like, how long he had been driving before he got pulled over. Like, only, I guess, he would know. But, like, if he was going to get up to 100 or anything, but... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's especially bad because he's a, he's a rookie this year uh, and a first-round draft pick. So, obviously, the Arizona Cardinals aren't super thrilled about the situation. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you'd like your rookies to stay out of trouble until at least they've proven themselves a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, Zayn Collins... Yeah, and, go ahead. In Phoenix today, I, I looked... The the feels like was 108. So, there wasn't probably a lot of people outside. So, that's probably why he was flying. Everybody stayed inside with AC on. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> Next piece of news, um, sad story coming out of uh, Washington, D.C. Minnesota Vikings rookie defensive tackle Jalen Twyman uh, was one of several victims wounded during a shooting. Um, according to reports, he was shot four times in the arm, the leg, the buttocks, and the shoulder. Um, his attorney said it was just wrong place, wrong time. Um, fortunately, though, it uh, doesn't look like he sustained any really, really bad damage, so they they're expecting him to make a full recovery and perhaps play this year. But a scary situation um, for that family and, and that player. Yeah, what do you think, Harry? Hey, players just gotta be more careful, I think, than getting in situations. I mean. Yeah. Most of the time it's their fault, but a lot of guys just struggle when they get to this fame and still trying to keep a positive role model for people that are watching them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's horrible to happen to anybody, but if he's not expected to miss any time and make a recovery, you know, that's, that's always good. And on what Carrie said, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things you got to be extra careful, especially when you're, when you're, this guy just got drafted and you know, a whole career ahead of him. Sometimes it's just not hanging out with the people you used to hang out with, um, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, I imagine if, he said he was visiting his aunt in D.C., um, but I don't think that happened outside of his aunt's house, so. If I was in the situation, I'd just be a little bit more careful, um, because far too many, far too many people. Uh, he, he's lucky to be alive, and far too many people don't come out of the situation alive. So, uh, yeah, once once you get money like that, everybody wants it. Yeah, he's especially got to be more careful. It's a sixth round pick. It's not like Zayvon Collins' first round pick. Mm-hmm. Getting in a situation like that could easily end your career when you're that late of a pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Minnesota Vikings tweeted out their support. Um, with a heart Jalen post and an official statement from the organization on Twitter. Um, you can read that if you'd like 
at Minnesota Vikings on Twitter. But before we go too long, because we've been going too long the last couple weeks, boys, <laughs> to our podcast last week, uh, we're going to jump right into the segment we didn't quite finish. Um, so we're doing most overrated player for each team. Uh, this this episode, we're going to be doing the NFC, starting out with the Bucks. Go ahead, Kerry. All right, I'm going to start out with Ronald Jones. Here's a guy they took in the second round pick, 2018. They thought he was going to be there every down back, and he just really hasn't been that guy. Last year, he had places where he looked like, you know, he could be an every down back and a talented running back for this team, but he was pretty much just wildly inconsistent last year. You know, he had that giant 98-yard touchdown run. He had four games over 100 yards last year. But then he got benched about halfway through with Fournette taking a lot of the carries. And they ended up splitting the carries about halfway with Fournette. I just don't think he's ever going to be the guy for Tampa Bay. And I think you're just going to keep seeing a committee backfield for them. Okay. What about you, Trevor? I'm actually going to go other side of that backfield and say Leonard Fournette. That's um, just a little overrated because of the playoff and Super Bowl he had. I don't think he'll be doing anything over the course of a season that'll resemble that at all. But I think he brings great intangibles to Tampa. I think he's a good leader, positive influence. But um, since he's entered the league, he's only been over four yards a carry once. I mean, that Jags team wasn't great, but you know, still he was so stellar and a man amongst boys in college. Uh, but he was great in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. But if he wants to make it off the list, he's got to do that a little more often. And he's been doing it. Okay. Um. So I looked everywhere on this Bucks team. There's a couple players that I think are overrated. Um, you guys mentioned two of them. Uh, a couple of their wide receivers I feel are overrated. But I decided to go try and true. TB12. Most overrated player on the Bucks. Get out of here. Let me, <laughs> let me explain why. <laughs> let me explain why. Okay? All right. You do if, you. Huh? You do you. All right, so Tom Brady, right? He's a good quarterback. Is he the greatest of all time? No. Is he top five in the league? I don't think so. And to be considered the greatest of all time, Still to be considered by a lot of people the best quarterback in the NFL today, I think is massively overrating a quarterback who is, from everything I've watched, I've watched him for years, a system quarterback. Zach, who has seven rings? Okay, is Bill Russell the greatest basketball player of all time? Robert Ory has seven rings. <laughs> I'm asking you which I NFL think. quarterback has seven rings. I'm asking you which uh, NBA player has is it ten or eleven? It's the NBA. No, no, no. How many? How many MVPs? Did, I mean, Super Bowl MVPs. Five Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, that's pretty good. Undeserved. He's a winner. A winner. Dude, let's be honest. Half those Super Bowl MVPs were taken away from players that played better in that game. Let's be real. It doesn't matter. He wins. <laughs> when I think of Brady, who do you I want? Think... Who do you want as your quarterback in the Super Bowl all time? Who do I want? My as my quarterback in the Super Bowl, you want Aaron Rodgers? What has Aaron Rodgers won? I want Iguodala. <laughs> All time? Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. There's a bunch of guys I'd pick before Brady. 
talent wise, <laughs> yeah, there's guys that are more physical talent than Brady. But who who's gonna win you that game? I think win? Brady just he's like he got Bill Belichick's mind and then he just ran with it. And yeah, it's, I feel like it's that's pretty incredible how great. great his defense plays in big games. You're right. Oh, he must be motivating them. That's what he's doing. Okay, yeah, he's got to have a top. He's got to have a top defense to win to win games. He's got to. I mean, look, look. Did he play good in the Super Bowl? Did he play great in the Super Bowl? No, he did not. The defense played a, a, like a perfect game almost, and they had good running backs performances out of uh, out of Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones. I don't want to hear that Brady led that team to that Super Bowl victory because that's the biggest piece of crap I've ever heard. And I mean, where, he had three forty-five and three touchdowns. And where was this team in twenty nineteen, Zach? Where was this team? Yeah, where was this team? Seven and nine. Oh, seven and nine. Who was their quarterback again? How many interceptions did he throw? It was. Don't quote me on this. Only thirty. But, but he had, I think. 11 or 14 fumbles, too. And bringing in Brady took away, like, because of Brady's stats that same year, I think it took away, like, 25 turnover differential. Exactly. Because Brady doesn't, you know, turn the ball over. And adding that to a team that won seven games and lost a lot of games by, you know, a pick in the fourth quarter, they lost and Jameis threw five interceptions. I mean, I just I knew from the day Brady walked in, it was going to be Ring seven. It was going to be something special. So, I made my argument. I think he's overrated. Yeah. You you keep mm. thinking that, Zach. Okay. Going on. You keep thinking that when he raises number eight. Oh, you think he's going to win another Super Bowl this season? <laughs> maybe not. This, maybe not this year. But. Oh, you're you're expecting him to get better as time goes on. Because that always happens to great quarterbacks. Once they reach their mid-40s, they get better. Uh, I'm still waiting for that drop-off. Oh, you didn't see it last year when he threw three interceptions in the second half against the Packers? And, and again, was 40. saved by his defense? Interesting. His Interesting. Yes, because that, that darn 43-year-old man throwing 40 touchdowns and winning a Super Bowl, he just sucked last year. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. Keep sleeping, Zach. We'll see you next year. All right. Next up, the Saints. And I, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay's other quarterback, Jameis Winston. If you watch that guy in 2019, mm. he's the most aggravating quarterback you could ever watch. Yeah. He will make so many great throws, and then he'll throw the worst pick you've ever seen. Yeah. 30 interceptions, and I don't know. Why people expect suddenly he's going to turn things around in New Orleans. Yes, he's a good coach. But you really think a guy that threw 30 interceptions in 2019 could really lead the Saints team? He's not Drew Brees. He's got a great arm, but he's just never going to improve with turnovers. I think people severely still overrate him. and that I don't think Taysom Hill is much better, but I don't think there's a vast difference between them. Okay. Well, Carrie, if you hated the Bucks one, you're gonna hate this one because for the Saints, I have Alvin Kamara. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I have Taysom Hill as as a quarterback. I have Taysom Hill as a quarterback. 
Uh, I think 140 million for an unproven 30 year old is way too much money. I think he's great at what he does, being a Swiss Army knife, catching passes, running special teams, throwing five, ten times a game. But you know that's not quarterbacking and leading an offense down a football field for 17 games. He looks. Good when he played quarterback against the Falcons last year, but it's the Falcons who didn't look great against him. But, yeah, Taysom, keep doing what you're doing, bud. The one thing I'll argue for him is that his giant contract is just for salary cap space and save them a lot. Like yeah, they did reconstruct and, it. Yeah, and it's voidable. and So the salary cap isn't really what he's actually going to get. But mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to agree with Kerry on this one. Because I think I said in our very first episode, I think Jameis is going to be the starter this year. And I think uh, Saints fans are going to be severely disappointed in what they get out of him. Um, not not a quarterback you really want as an every-down quarterback. And that sounds weird to say because every quarterback's an every-down quarterback. But, I mean, it's like Kerry was saying, he, he's just frustrating to watch. He'll throw amazing passes into tight windows and then – throw the worst throw you've ever seen in your entire life um, right after it. So I'm going to go with uh, Jameis Winston, uh, and that's uh, that's that. Moving on to the Panthers. Wait, quick question for you two. Do you think a system for them could work where they're using Hill as QB some drives and Winston other drives? <sighs> See, that that's tough because obviously Winston's a pass-first guy. And Taysom has a little bit more mobility. So I think what defenses will do is they'll stack the box when Taysom's in and and play off when when Jameis is in. Um, I don't think it's that like, tough of a system to figure out. I don't think it could work a whole season, but like if they both play good or the same amount of bad in the preseason, I could see it bleeding a few weeks into the season. You know, first yeah. half they give each guy some drives, and then just use the hot hand for the second half. I could see it, but not for a whole season. Kind of like what the Dolphins did with putting in Fitzpatrick when they were down and needed quick points and yeah, yeah. switching them out here and there. Okay. Panthers, who you guys got? I don't. I don't like – I like all the players on the Panthers. I don't <laughs> think Sam Darnold's overrated. He's younger than Joe Burrow. I, I think they're going to be good this year. I love Joe Brady as the OC. I don't think – I don't know. I like I like the players. I don't think there's any overrated there. I think I, think I had them finishing second. Maybe not. Maybe I have them finishing third. But I don't think there's anybody too overrated in, in Carolina. Oh, dear. <laughs> You're going to say Darnold, it. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. I don't care that he's young. I don't care that he didn't have a system around him. The Jets screwed him up so much, I don't think there's any, any coming back for him. What are you talking about? Do you they believe the, in Joe Brady? They had the best yeah. head coach in the world. They had Adam Gase. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> he was he he had his moments in eight in eighteen as a rookie, but he still struggled. Nineteen, he kind of looked a little better, but still wasn't there. And last year he just looked even worse. I think three years in New York, he's Pretty much just going to tank him. I don't. I really don't see him ever becoming the star they thought he'd be. Maybe an average quarterback is not out of the picture, but I just don't think he's going to be the answer in Carolina. I think they draft a quarterback next year. 
Hmm. Who's coming up? Dakota next? Taking Fields. Who's coming up next year? Um, Sam Howell, the guy from Liberty. Rattler. He looks pretty good. Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler from Oklahoma. <laughs> but nobody that's super like you just know like yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. And but again, kind of yeah, it was, we'll still have to wait and see for the season because of yeah, last that's year. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not real regular season. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Kerry on uh, Sam Darnold. I think uh, a lot of people are expecting him to you know take that next step forward after coming out of a bad situation. And uh, I think Kerry's exactly right. He's never gonna be the guy somewhere. He might be okay. I'm hoping that he plays well. I don't like to see anyone fail, but I didn't. Uh, I'm. I watched a lot of college football. I watched Sam Darnold's last season at USC, and I didn't see anything to make me think he was going to be better than average quarterback in the NFL. Um, like obviously, like Trevor was saying, like you saw with Lawrence and and sometimes Fields and and Joe Burrow. Like he never had that wow factor to him. Um, so I'm expecting him to continue to struggle a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he'll draft a quarterback right away after this season. I think they might stick with him for another year, but we'll see. I think Joe Brady is the best young offensive mind in football right now. That's their their OC, and he's a guy that did that um, undefeated season in uh, LSU with um, Joe Burrow. And then Carolina last year, offense looked better than I thought it was going to. So, I don't know. I think this could be the year for him. I'm just – I'm going to watch their, their first line. game. Their line, their line is, is horrible. horrible. But, yeah, I'm going to watch their first game for sure. That's some good skill players, right now. All righty. Falcons, who are you going with, Trevor? Uh, Dante Fowler. It hurts okay, me to bro. say the Gator, the Gator great. But um, – you know, without playing with Donald, uh, he was a third overall pick in 2016, and he's without Donald, he seemed more like a bust than an effective pass rusher. But yeah, hurts me to say that. What about you, Kerry? I'm going Fowler to to uh, stole my what? idea. Um, Fowler, Falcons got got him for a lot of money. It was the Donald factor in L.A. Just really didn't prove himself. He had 11 and a half sacks, 19. And once he went to Atlanta, he didn't have Donald beside him. He got three sacks. He's just never going to be a star pass rusher in the NFL. I'm sorry. Who'd you guys pick? I had to run get another beer. <laughs> uh, we both said Dante Fowler for the Falcons. Yeah, I can't believe you're trash on a Florida boy, Trevor. Yeah, it, it hurt me to say it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm right there with you guys. Uh, never really looked great. Um, didn't re- never looked, really looked great in L.A. Right next to Donald. Um, obviously, because Donald was getting double teamed so much, he he was able to you know make some splashes. But um, not expecting much out of him this year. Um, I don't have really much more to say on it, honestly. So we're going to the Cowboys. America's our team. favorite division in football. Yes. Not just our favorite, the best division. Mm-hmm. Haven't you heard? I don't think anyone's heard. <laughs> Who are you going with, Gary? 
This was a tough one for me. Um, kind of want to go with Dak. I think he's a bit overrated. I still think he's a good quarterback, but I think his line and skill players really helped him. But I'm going to go with Zeke. I think he's one of the most overrated running backs in the league. I forgot his big contract. Last year really showed it when Dak was out. And the line really was impressive that he just struggled all year long. Ended up losing carries to Tony Pollard as the year went on. I think he's a solid back. I don't think he's a great back. He's n- never been a great receiver. Just a decent one. And the running game has been his best asset. Without that talented line, he just shows he's not really a game-changing running back. And I don't think he's worth the amount of money that they pay him. You think he's still top ten or no? I know it's kind of hard to think of yeah, I think ten guys on the spot. I don't think he's top five, but I could I could see him yeah, still being I top ten. I could see him sneaking in like the end of top ten, but mm-hmm. I still think you need to see kind of another year without mm-hmm. that dominant line after losing Travis Frederick and company. Mm-hmm. Trevor? Uh, I just think the team overall will be overrated until they can get a good head coach. Okay. It's been like this for as long as I can remember. They fired Jason Garrett, and they hired fat Jason Garrett. <laughs> I mean, there's so much talent on this team. I mean, everywhere, excluding the secondary. Mike McCarthy keep won a wasting Super Bowl. Time. Darren Rodgers won a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, there's too much talent on this team besides the secondary to keep wasting time. And let's hope Dak stays healthy this year. Like this could be their year. Don't I mean Cowboys fans are always saying that every year. Yeah. yeah, every year could be their year. I'm uh I'm right with Kerry again. Did you read my show notes, Kerry? I must have. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think Zeke's supremely overrated. I also think Dak's overrated. Um. Just as in terms of he kind of pads his stats because he always is forty points behind going to the fourth quarter. So he gets this like there's this aura around him that he's some kind of great fourth quarter quarterback and how he he's a comeback kid and all that stuff but i mean if you look at the games they're down 25 30 multiple scores going into the fourth quarter and then he has a big quarter and it's just like okay well yeah the defense is playing off (laughs) but uh but zeke just like carrie said you know without Dak last year it was really a, a chance for zeke to kind of show what he could do and he did not perform super well losing losing uh carries to pollard and and just not having a very good year overall especially with the o-line that they have you would expect him to be pretty dominant but he was not so i'm going with zeke going on to the eagles i have the First round pick, Devontae Smith. Uh, I really don't think he'll make any difference. I think he's, he's very talented. He's got great feet, runs great routes, good hands, but his size really scares me. Like there are some safeties in this league that are going to make him scorpion. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And and the Eagles can't draft a receiver to save their life. That's true. They, they chose Rieger over Jefferson last year. Yeah, the best receiver in the draft is always the one after the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Our Sega Whiteside and then all the injured version of Deshaun Jackson, Jeffrey, last couple of years. Just an awful receiving core. But for my most overrated, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. 
I don't think he's that highly rated, but I think people still see him as potentially a QB one. He he had a his first two games, the game he came in for Wentz and his first start, he looked decent as a dual threat quarterback. But his last three starts, he lost all of them. He kind of leveled off. He he barely threw for over fifty percent. Two of the three starts, and his last game he was awful with a couple. Of fumbles and interception from just 72 yards and he got benched. I I think he does have potential as a dual threat, but he's just got to limit the fumbles and be more of an accurate thrower. Mm-hmm. I think they should have brought in another better competition than Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins and really got a guy that can push them towards the QB1 role after Wensley. Really improving. Yeah. 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 I, I just think they'll the Eagles are going to be one of the worst teams this year, and you'll see them drafting a QB next year. I have a question for you, Carrie, about about this. Sure. If you were, if you had two exact same teams, for argument's sake, let's just say you're the head coach, GM, whatever of the Bucks. Brady won his Super Bowl last year, and he retired. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Tua? With a good offense around them both. That's a tough one. But I'd go two, honestly. Mm-hmm. You think you know what you're getting with him? I think two is a better... He's, you've seen better accuracy than Hurts. Five interceptions in practice. And That's practice, though. I mean, he was throwing them to Dolphins players. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can you really call that an interception? <laughs> I think two just has a higher ceiling. Obviously... Last year wasn't impressive, but I think I think Hurst is just going to be. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a dominant dual threat guy in this league. Okay, so I I'm going for someone that I probably get some flack on, but I'm going with Zach Ertz. I think a lot of people think of him as like a top tight end in the league, and. If we're being honest, the number of receptions or, and targets he got with Carson Wentz, because that's all Carson Wentz had to throw to was tight ends, uh, says a lot more about his play than necessarily um, his like incredible like game-breaking talent. Um, only played in 11 games last year. The year before that, he only played in 15. Played in 16 games the year previous, then 14, then 14, then 15. So he's he's had tr- trouble staying in the whole year. I mean, just like I mean, Kerry's gonna say like, oh well, you know, he played in ten games this season, and and a lot of his injuries did have to do with the amount of targets he was getting because it's absolutely absurd. I mean, he was averaging a hundred targets, over a hundred targets for the last one hundred and fifty six in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy for a tight end. So I I think he's overrated in the sense that I don't think he's got the he's definitely don't he does definitely doesn't have the speed that Kelsey and and a couple other the tight ends have. Now he's got he's a big target. He's got good hands, but I don't think he's that game breaking guy that a lot of people think of him to be. Do you think? Do you think Dallas Goddard is better than him right now? So still better. Dallas Goddard doesn't have hands. Yeah, he had so many touchdown drops last season. It was ridiculous. Mm. Here's Just the other wide question. open. Huh? Ertz, Ertz has been in a lot of trade rumors recently. Yeah. Jacksonville, <laughs> think, Jacksonville think, could go after him. But do you think the, the Bills, Bills are 
the Colts are a good pick for him back with Wentz. They um, really I, I almost feel like that would hurt Wentz. I almost feel that way, and here's why. Because, again, Wentz likes to throw to tight ends almost too much. And it's, I think him having a familiar target like Ertz is just going to make him throw to tight ends more. When, you know, his wide receiving core at Indy is not great, but it's not bad. And it's going to hurt their ability to move the ball down the field. I mean, Zach Ertz is 30 years old now, or 31. I don't Is he 30 or 31? He's getting up there. Is he married to Julie Johnston? That's, that's the reason I never liked him. He's 30. Yeah, yeah he's he 30. Is, Almost Julia. 31. He'll be 31 before the end of the year. Um, Don't call her that. But yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think him going to the Colts would be a bad idea. I mean, he's still an upgrade over Jack Doyle and Mo Ellie Cox. Or well, yeah. Mo Ellie Cox. <laughs> Mo Ellie Cox uh, can't catch a pass in, outside of three yards from the end zone, so. Not wrong. <laughs> But he can run a drag route like you've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Going on to the Washington football team. All right. I'm going to do one that pains me, hurts me, really cuts me down deep. Putting both Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, Oh, no. I love the name Magic, but I just don't think he's – the guy last year he saw he had the amazing games where he looked like Tom Brady out there and Aaron Rodgers but then except he was throwing the ball more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage oh we'll leave it at that Zach (laughs) (laughs) not again the other game where he throw two or three picks and he looked awful he's just too inconsistent he's he's a just a better version of Winston but he'll he has his moments but I just don't think he's consistent enough to really lead a team like Washington that far. I think they're a playoff contender, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender with his inconsistent play. And his age, also. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it's a really exciting year for the football team and their fans. And if you're a fan, you should be excited, but your quarterback room, like Harry said, with Fitz, is overrated. Um, Fitz has potential. It's never a, a sure thing with him. I could definitely see them going to the playoffs, maybe maybe even winning a playoff game. I don't see it going anywhere further than that. They have a great defense that they're going to need to ride all year, but with the quarterback room, also Heineke, I mean, you never know. He could be a one-hit wonder. But if they miss the playoffs this year, they need to use their first-round pick of next year on a quarterback for sure. Okay. So I'm going to do surprise one. I don't think I've done one of this position yet. But I'm going to go with a guy by the name, very well-liked, Brandon Scherf. Okay. What? And here's why, Carrie. Carrie, before you freak out, relax. Woo-saw. Woo-saw, Carrie. Okay. So he's been hurt the last four seasons. The last four seasons he's been hurt. I like I get he's he's been an all pro guy. He's still a very good guard. My question has to be is he going to be on the field for the entire season? Cuz I think like you guys said they have a tough 
They've got a very good defense, but their quarterback situation is a little bit eh. So, if he is able to play 16 games this year, I will eat my words. I will eat them. No, you need to eat something else. We need to make this a thing. I'll eat uh, (laughs) a... Jerry, what do you want him to eat? 16 games. It's got to be 16 games. Oh, 17 now. That's right. Jerry, what does he have to eat? Um, no, I'm bad. Raw meat. Raw meat? What kind of raw meat? <laughs> raw meat. Just some raw beef. Why not? I'm not eating raw beef. That'll make me sick. <laughs> All right. How about you eat a picture of him? A picture of Brandon Scherf? Just paper. Yeah, but how big? Just like eight by ten? half a page. <laughs> eight by ten. Uh, okay, I'll do that. If he plays 17 games this year, I will eat a picture of Brandon Scherf. All right, we're gonna, he is going to make you eat your words. <laughs> Let's see it. Uh, all right, who's next? <laughs> we got uh, we got the Giants. Who you got, Trevor? Um, I think it got a lot of... It got a lot better, but I think their wide receiving core is still overrated. I mean, they're lacking a true number one, and that's really something that Daniel Jones needs, especially showing how inconsistent and, you know, happy feet he can get back there in the pocket. But um, he needs a dominant wide receiver tight end to rely on, and he's never had that in the Giants since he became the guy. Uh, I love Galladay a lot. I love the, the signing, but I think... You know, he's going to require a lot of tension this year. He'll have a lot of those shutdown corners on him all year. And I think that wide receiver core might be why Daniel Jones doesn't take the next step. And I feel like this could be his last year. Okay. In the NFL or as a starter? I don't know because once I said that, I was like, I was like, I really hope nobody asked me that because I don't know. <laughs> But probably as a starter, he could be he could be a backup. He's been quiet. He works hard. It looks like even if he's not very good, he could be a backup. Okay, yeah, I could still. I mean, Jeff Driscoll's a backup. He's better than him. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll wears jorts. You're dragging Florida boys a lot today. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Trevor and go with Galladay. Also, he's. Struggled with the injuries. I think he's a fine wide receiver, but I just don't think he's the number one guy. I think they should have tried to get someone in the draft, whether it was Smith, Waddle, Chase, just to really upgrade that receiving core instead of Galladay. Um, they they do have a lot of decent receivers, just nobody great. Slayton, Shepard, John Ross, Tony. They have a lot of depth, but just really are they going to all mesh together? And can they actually catch the balls? Important. Um, what about you, Zach? I'm going to agree with you guys. I have Kenny Galladay as well. Um, for all the reasons you guys, you guys have already said, you know, they improved a little bit with their wide receiver core, but I agree with Trevor. If, if uh, Daniel Jones doesn't have a good season this year, he's out as a starter there. I don't know if they're going to trade for someone or perhaps draft, but... I think he's done there if he doesn't play well this season. I don't think that wide receiver core is going to help him out enough. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Niners. All I'm going to say for the 49ers is if Jimmy G wasn't overrated, 
they wouldn't have taken Trillions. That's all. Mm. What about you, Kerry? I said if Jimmy G was not overrated, they wouldn't have taken Trillions. I don't think anybody's overrating Jimmy G. I think you're I mean, overrating Jimmy G. He's a starter. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, I think you're overrating Jimmy G. Yeah. I, think so I remember, like, week one, you're like, Jimmy G was one quarter away from a Super Bowl. Like, was. His, his just comes down to health, and we haven't seen a healthy Jimmy G. He's, I just... I don't think he's the guy that's going to make that team, like, great. That is such a good team. When he's healthy, he's still a top 15, maybe, quarterback. It's just his health. That's I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to go ahead and go next because uh, I'm right with Trevor. If he wasn't overrated, he wouldn't have taken Trey Lance. And, and a lot of 49ers fans are actually freaking out about the idea of Jimmy G getting started. <laughs> like, we don't want him. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a girl, 49ers fan, I'd be pretty hyped. But I'm going to just leave it at that. Or, Trevor, or if you're a gay 49ers fan. It's a good looking well, dude. It's, um, it's a good point. It's it's a good, good point. Dude. All right, Gary. Who you got? Let me just defend my former Patriot friend one last time. He was one quarter away. <laughs> Okay, but remember from earlier, Carrie, quarterbacks can be bad in the Super Bowl and still win or almost win. Yep. You don't have to be good in the Super Bowl to win. You don't. It's fast. I, I think if he is healthy, he's fine for that system. I think Lance has a lot more potential for that system, but I think he's – in the proper system, I think Jimmy G can lead a team far. I'd rather have him in New England right now than anyone else. I don't want him in the playoffs. I think if Lance is ready in the playoffs, that I mean, this is a Super Bowl team, the Niners. Yeah, Trey. Um, Trey Lance is also. He's oh, he's a huge question mark. He's from a small school. He's only twenty-one. He's hasn't played that much at the college level. I don't think he's ready to see the field this year. I just, I think they have zero chance of winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Going on to the Rams. And wait, and we, we forgot mine. My, no, we just did. Yeah, he didn't. Oh, go. No, he, he just defended like, ours. Oh, let me defend mine. mine is, defend I'm going to go with Raheem friend. Mostert. I think Raheem he's Mostert? A, yes, I think he's a good back. I don't think he's a number one back. I don't think he's a great back. He is, like that entire team, he struggled to stay healthy. I think he's a good complimentary guy, but I just don't think he's... That good of running back. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is a better running back for the Niners. Mm. And Zach, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say Bosa. Yeah, I thought about Ooh. it. I thought about a bunch of guys, but ultimately, mm. Jimmy G, you know, just not not feeling it. I talked about this. Talked about this week one. I don't think Jimmy G is going to be the guy for the Niners. Well, obviously, mm. when they drafted Lance. Yeah. His time, his time has come to an end. So going on the Rams now? Yes, we are. Yeah. All right. Going with uh, Trevor first. 
Uh, I'm going to go Cam Akers. Fans really like him. Fantasy guys really like him. He had a really strong season last year. I had him in fantasy, and he was great in my flex. But I'm just not convinced yet. But that one-two punch with him and Daryl Henderson is, is really solid. But yeah, just Akers, not convinced yet that he's that number one back that's going to go all year. I think he might get figured out a little better this year. Mm. Gary? And on Akers, if you look at his numbers, he had two or three really big games, but he really didn't do much the rest of yeah, the Yeah, he was inconsistent. But he's still got time, so we'll see. But I'm going to go with Leonard Floyd. It's very similar to Fowler. It's the Aaron Donald effect. <laughs> he was a big disappointment in Chicago. First-round pick that never lived up to expectations. But look, last year, once he played with Aaron Donald, double-digit sacks. Mm-hmm. And it's just that Donald effect that once they're double-teaming to him, Floyd, Fowler, whoever it is, they're going to get opportunities for sacks. And I just think they brought him back this year, and I think you get anybody at this point, put him alongside Donald, and they're going to have a decent year. Yeah. I'm going to go with something. Actually, we talked about this week one, I believe. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford because I think everyone is assuming that this trade that they made is going to put them way, like, miles ahead of everybody else. That Matthew Stafford is going to be the guy that year one comes in, wins the Super Bowl. It's going to be his year. And I think he'll still play well, but I think that people are a little overhyping the Matthew Stafford effect in, in Los Angeles. So I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Zach, mm-hmm. with their defense being you know, as good as it is, mm-hmm. offense is pretty good. It was pretty good with golf. Uh-huh. Uh, line's good. How many teams do you think have better odds to win the Super Bowl than them? More than five? Um, let me think. I think the Niners should have better odds. I think the Chiefs should have better odds. Mm. Um, Bucks too, probably. Bucks too, probably. Yeah. Um, depends. Titans. Uh, maybe. That'd be a good game to watch. Yeah. I think the Bills have better odds. How many is that? That was about six or seven, so. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to be better with him, but I'm not so sure that Mm -hmm. they're going to be, like, world beaters out there. Yeah. All righty. Want to hear my controversial? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear. I don't think they're. I, I think the Rams are the same they'd be with Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, any mediocre quarterback. Wow, Matthew that's Stafford. a hot take. Matthew Stafford's a loser. He's never won anything. <laughs> it's just that Detroit Lions. <laughs> Jeez. I don't think he's going to huh. change things. Wow. I okay. think you could put any any quarterback in that system, and they're going to produce. What kind of upgrade is this from Jared Goff for your perspective? Is it a, a little better upgrade? Is it a much better upgrade? Uh, what are you scaling in? It's hard to tell because Stafford mm-hmm. has just been in that Detroit system, how he'll do on an actual NFL team. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think he will be an upgrade. I just don't think 
I don't think it's going to be up to him whether this team can win the championship or not. Okay. That's fair. Going on to the Seahawks. Go ahead, Kerry. For the Seahawks, I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Hmm. Um, he's another guy that just really struggled to stay healthy. I don't think he's a great running back. I don't think he's a bad one either, but he's just not really great running back. I think he does the job there. He's he struggled to stay mm-hmm. healthy. I, again, I don't think he's a bad running back. I just think he could have better. And I mm-hmm. think they're better off using the committee. And also, I kind of want to say Russ, but I didn't. Russ always starts off great every year, but every year he seems to have a dip in the second half. I mean, obviously, the team around him has never been as good as him, but I just think people tend to overvalue him a bit. Mm. Well, since you're not going to do it, I'm going to pick him. Russell uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Um, mm. I agree with you, Tyler Carey. Starts out real strong, kind of struggles coming in. You know, they're a good team when he's playing good. They're an okay team when he's playing bad. Um, not that he has any, like, really, really atrocious games, but he has some bad ones. Um, and I think their season will live and die on, on how well he produces. Um, and I don't expect them – I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. They're yeah. on that. They're I mean, on that that's bubble. a hard division. Yeah, that's yeah. they're on that bubble for me. Um, I was gonna say Blitzboy, but it seems like everybody outside of Seattle thinks Jamal Adams is overrated. So <laughs> I went with DK Metcalf. Um, had a great year last year. Everyone's you know calling him top five. I don't. He's not great yet. I think he ne- needs to work on his route running. And his drops, and we should let him grow into being great instead of just immediately overrating him and calling him top five. But I, I do think he will end up in the top five sooner than later. Okay. See him chase, see him chase down Buda Baker. That yeah, was man, that was impressive. Yeah. Do you think it's Russ is kind of overvaluing him now, and Russ is making him look better? Or? No, but I think that's a good place to be because Lockett is like right on that edge of like a one-two receiver, and Metcalf is one-two receiver. I mean, they're both good enough to be number wide receiver one for a game or for a stretch of games, but they're both you know solid at their worst to be a, a two receiver. Right. Okay. It's in like, a good position. It seems like that's how Seahawks receivers are always are, whether it's yeah. Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson, Lockett. They're mm-hmm. always kind of not great, but... And Paul Richardson fell off a cliff. Yeah, once he left there. After that yeah. Super Bowl. So moving on to the Cardinals. Who you got, Kerry? I got A.J. Green. He, he really hasn't been good since about 2017. He's struggled to stay healthy. I don't think he's the receiver he was. I think they have a lot of good young receivers like Isabella alongside Hopkins. I just don't think they really did him. And just kind of a got him for his name. Yeah, I thought he was going to be 
comeback or most improved whatever player of the year last year. And I drafted him pretty high in fantasy, but just I watched some Bengals games because I wanted to see how Burrow would fit in, but it just looked like A.J. Green wasn't trying last year. But I could definitely see him being overrated, but if he tries this year, I could see him getting 1,000 yards maybe. All right, who you got, Trevor? Uh, well, I have J.J. Watt for the Cardinals. I think it might be like a new beginning, new reason to try and get better again. Uh, he's out of that pit in Houston, but <laughs> he's looked well past his prime for a couple of years now. Yeah, I'm right with you there on J.J. Watt. I don't think... I mean, it was a big hyped signing for the Cardinals, and you know everyone in Arizona seems to be pretty pretty happy about it. But uh, mm-hmm. he's way past his prime. Uh, call me when uh, you get him five years ago, and then we'll talk. But uh, he still might do something, but he's certainly not going to be the guy that he was. And I think a lot of Cardinals fans believe that he will be. All right, going into the NFC North with the Packers. Go ahead, Kerry. The Packers, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. I think they really overpaid him this offseason instead of bringing back Corley. I think he's a decent running back. I think having Rodgers and their system there helps him. But I just don't think he's a great running back. I think the Packers could have gone other way, addressed other areas instead of bringing him back. It's not that hard to get a running back with his quality in Green Bay. Did you say Qualiber? I don't even know. For the Packers, I got the people in the front office. Like, what are you doing? That's a they've had a Super Dean Bowl team for plenty of years now. Yeah, man, you got to make Aaron Rodgers happy. That's a generational talent. You're the Packers. You got Lambo sold out like ten years into the future. Like, make the guy happy. Bring him some help. There's no reason for them to keep coming up short like this every year. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Kerry. Um, you know, he's Aaron Jones looked uh, really good at times and then pretty hit and miss at others. Um, in fact, that's what I'd kind of describe him as, as a running back. He's very hit and miss. Sometimes he'll have a huge game. Sometimes he'll just get completely shut down, fumble twice, and then uh, get benched for the second half. So a lot of people look at him as the guy in Green Bay, and I just don't think he's he's quite that. Um does that mean he can't get better and improve and become that guy? No, but right now he's not, and I think he's overvalued quite a bit. Moving on to the Skull. Vikings. Skull. Skull. Um, I got Patrick Peterson. I don't think um, he's not even a pro bowler anymore. I don't think he's anything that the Vikings fans should get excited about. Their secondary is still going to be horrible. Okay. I, get, I could agree with Trevor again. I think it's just like Watt and Green, just a name acquisition that people think he's good just because they recognize the name. I'll last buy year, some jerseys, though. Yeah. Last year, quarterbacks, 67% when thrown towards. Just not the same player. All right. I'm just looking at the stats for my pick real quick because I think my stats are even worse than yours. I can't find it. Is it the captain? 
Huh? Don't use Captain Kirk. Is it Captain Kirk? No, 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 no. You don't like that? Okay, so I can't find the percentages, but uh, my pick is Xavier Jones, another guy that they acquired this year from Dallas. Um, just why he played horrible for Dallas. I think his last three seasons, uh, the completion percentage when targeted was up above 70. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Jack, who is Xavier Jones? Xavier Woods. He said Xavier Jones. Oh. I was like, who? Xavier Woods. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't find the statistic right now. But I remember when I was looking this up, it was, like, insane. Like, I think his last season his last season in Dallas, it was 75% completion percentage when targeted. Like, that's just horrible. He's going to actively hurt <laughs> that defensive backfield. Uh, and it's a defensive backfield that needs some help. So. It should be their defense should be better this year with Daniel Hunter returning and yeah. mother back though. Yeah. All right, going to the next. It's the Lions. Who you got? Carry. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna go with former, former Patriot Trey Flowers. I think he's just a another one of the Patriots defensive system guys. He got a huge contract from the Lions, five years, 90 mil, and he really hasn't done much. He had two sacks last season, seven the year before. When you're paying a guy that much, he's got to produce more, and he's just not worth the money for what's supposed to be one of their premier defensive players. Okay. What about you, Trevor? For the Lions, I wanted to say Swift, but... I want him in fantasy this year, so I'm just going to say never mind. I'll leave the lines blank. <laughs> well, since you won't do it, I will. I picked DeAndre Swift. Uh, just he, Trevor knows this because he watched a lot of SEC football. DeAndre Swift was a, just an incredible talent coming out of college. Everyone expected him to be like a top five NFL back. And he just hasn't been that when he has been healthy. So I think he's very overvalued. The fact that you want to take him in fantasy shows that. So uh. yeah, and he had that, that game game losing drop touchdown. He was yeah. wide open. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of the reasons they lost the didn't go to the playoffs. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Bears. The right. Bears. Go ahead, Gary. I'm going with Khalil Mack. He's, he is a great pass rusher, but I think people tend to overrate him. Obviously, he's getting double teamed, not as many opportunities, but still, he hasn't had double-digit sacks in the last two years. He was 57th in QB hits last year. He was 22nd in tackles for loss. Yes, he's the best defense player in the Bears, one of the better ones in the league, but I just don't think he's a premier pass rusher anymore as people tend to value him at. No love for Eddie Jackson, huh? No. No, Mac is better. Uh, But, yeah, I got Mac, too, uh, being overrated. But he will always be the the best player in Madden 20. Absolutely. That guy's unstoppable. (laughs) Um, I pulled a Trevor and went with nobody. Um, Ow. (laughs) Ow. The only reason I did that is, like, I thought – thought long and hard about Mac 
And I think his kind of his allure has dropped a lot. Um, so I didn't really see him as being overrated anymore. Kind of saw him as a guy that kind of has fallen into the background a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I I didn't feel comfortable picking him once I thought about it a little bit more. But I went with no one because I just don't see anyone on that team Alan that's Robinson. rated. Huh? Allen Robinson. I thought no, about him dude. too. I thought about he's, him too. I did. He's not, a top, he's not a top guy. No, I don't think he is either. But I just decided to go with no one because I couldn't decide. So I think their team's not very good. Um, and that's it. So our final segment is the top uniforms in the NFL. Okay, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to say who you got, number one, and then we're going to go in order. It's going to go Kerry, Trevor, me, and then uh, we'll see. And then on from there, obviously, okay? We so, should go down, right? We should go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1? Yeah, we can go 5, yeah. 4, 3, 2, 1. Start with the worst, All right? Yeah. For the Worst of the best. best. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what's the order again? It's Carrie, you, me. Alright, go ahead, Gary. Alright, so who you got first, Carrie? Alright, I'm going Fifth. with the, the Green Bay Packers white jerseys with the uh, yellow pants. I think it's a great match with the between the white and the green lettering and the yellow helmets. I think it's just classic jersey. It's a classic look, too, yeah. yeah. Especially and at the, Lambeau. The green, and the green ones aren't bad, either. No. Mm-hmm. Both classic can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, fifth place, best jerseys. I got the Bengals. They're new 2021 whites. They got white and black stripes on the holders. The number's a little different font. They look great with the helmets. Burrow looks... Never mind. Yeah, so I got the Bengals 2021. I'm right next to Kerry with the Packers. Uh, I think all their uniform combinations look fantastic. Um, and it is just for the, the classic like football uniform, and, and that's why I like it. And I, but I didn't like it enough to put it any higher on my list, so I'm going with the Packers at number five. Go ahead, Kerry. Number two. Or number four. 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 <laughs> number four, I'm going with the Chargers baby blue. Honestly, I think this is a little overrated because everybody loves uniforms. I love them too. They're great, but I just, I just don't think they're the but they are pretty classic and good looking, though. So I'll give them number four. Mm. Uh, my number four, I got the the Bucks, the, the uniforms they just brought back, the red oh, classic style unis. You don't like them? Bucks have not had good uniforms since. For- oh yeah, their old ones were horrible. They Cream put the gray sickle? in them, and the no, the ones they were doing um with like Jameis, the Jameis years. Those were uh, horrible. The, yeah, the font and the yeah. orange mixed with the red, they look bad. New ones are yeah. just bland now, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but I, I think it, it's classic, too. I used to go it, to a lot of Bucks games when I was little. It reminds it, me. Yeah. They just look like the old Falcons jerseys. <laughs> mm. uh, the smoke ones look nice, too, but I'll give the, the Bucks smoke ones an honorable mention. Okay. I'm gonna go with the with Carrie with the baby blue Chargers um, at number four. Just look really good. Uh, I agree; they're probably a little bit overhyped in terms of how good they look, but you know. Because I mean, if if you look anywhere, they're pretty much everybody tends to think there's a number one jersey. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're still top five jerseys. They're very, very good looking 
clean, yeah, classy, all those words. All right, going on to number three, Carrie. Especially with Herbert's beautiful flow, flow falling out of the back. Didn't he cut his hair? I don't know. But... Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to go with another classic jersey. Everybody knows these. Cowboys white. You hate them or you love them, they're still – they're what – you look at the NFL, people know the Cowboys, people know these jerseys. Classic. They have nice God uniforms. Love them. Yeah. yeah. All right, Trevor. Oh yeah, three. Um, I got the Bills. The Bills whiteouts when they white out. I think it looks great with their helmets. It's a very clean look. The red and the blue go together. It's it's a great look, especially in the snow, which happens in Buffalo every year. Yeah. I mean during the games. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with uh, Trevor. I went with the Bills all uh, all whites. Uh, it just looks so good. I mean, I'm a fan of the Bills, so like I'm a little bit biased, but it just looks so clean. Um, mm-hmm. especially in those snow games, they just look, uh, just amazing. Um, going on to number two now, Carrie. Number two, I have a surprising one, which a lot of people they don't like, but I'm going with the Giants blue jerseys. <laughs> Personal choice, Ooh. I love them. They're really basic. I just love the colors. I think they're classic too, and the, and I think they just look good. But I know that'll be controversial for a lot of a lot of people. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. For number two, I got the Chargers baby blue. I really like those. I know you all think they're a little overrated, but, yeah, they look great. I'm going to shock some people here with my answer. Number two, I got the Chiefs all red. I Ew. think that – I think – no, okay. So when you go into – when you go into Arrowhead and the Chiefs are wearing all red, they just look on fire. And the whole crowd is wearing red too, so it's just it's a good look for the team in that red stadium. Good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, wearing that all red, it just looks like you know they're ready to play when it comes to when it comes time to play. All right, your number one uniform, Carrie. All right, I just like to give two honorable mentions to the Steelers black uniforms; those look great. And the Niners also a classic looking one. Number yeah, those one, are nice. I'm going to go with the black hole Raiders jerseys. Those are another classic one. They haven't changed much, but they just look good, and they really, really showcase the Las Vegas Raiders. Because it's a black hole where talent goes to die? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. I got the uh, the Seahawks, the all-dark blue. I just I love that look. I love the style in them. I feel like they've been, you know, had – Ugly. Top five jerseys in the NFL for years. Even when I was little, I remember the ones Tavares Jackson used to run out there. Those were fire. All right, so I'm also you, I'm also going with the Seahawks, but it's not the all dark blues. I'm going with the all grays. I think the gray looks really really good Ooh. with that dark blue helmet. Yeah, it does. Um, especially when you get the when players are wearing the the dark blue socks and blue shoes, it just looks mm-hmm. on point. Um, but yeah, so Seahawks, my number one with the that dark gray. All right. All right, thank you guys again for listening in. This is the Beerly Football Podcast every Wednesday. We don't really have a set upload time, but it'll be out every Wednesday before Thursday Night Football. Um, and if you haven't already, follow Beerly Sports on Twitter, at Beerly Sports. Make sure you have it. 
Make sure you have if you haven't already. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we will see you guys next week. I uh, hope you enjoyed. <laughs>